Hey everybody, what you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. I actually think this is pretty educational. I'm learning something. I am too. Yeah. So one, you haven't learned something since the fourth grade, you little genius. Okay. Let's come back. From Offscript Media, this is Am I Dying? A conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. I'm Dr. Chris Kelly. And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg. We're doctors who just happen to be close friends and we're ready to answer the vital question. Should you chill out or freak out? Welcome, everybody. Today on the show, we are going to talk about one of Mark's favorite bodily functions, and that is vomiting. Crick, crick, crickets from Mark. No, no. Actually, I did vomit a few months ago when I had horrible vertigo, and it's the worst. And it's the worst is when you like vomit, and then you know you're going to vomit again Like once you finally relax. You know, whenever I vomit, I have this deep mixture of apprehension and hope. Because on the one hand, as you say, like, you know, you're going to vomit again, and you're like bracing yourself for this horrific experience. But at the same time, you're like, maybe after this one, I'm going to feel completely better. Oh, I thought you were going to say you finally lost that one pound you've been working (laughs) on for like a year. No, no, (laughs) that's not funny. That's not funny, Mark. Come on. Funny. Uh, yeah, vomiting, truly one of the worst things I think that a person can experience. Nausea and vomiting are just the most unpleasant sensations. Yeah, horrible. I don't know why we were built that way. Why, why does it have to be such a negative thing? What do you mean? It feels horrible, but it's, it's important. Obviously, if someone ingests food, that's like toxic, your body's trying to save your life, right? So as we said, it's a protective reflex. It's your body trying to get rid of something that it knows is bad for it. It's sending food right out the way it came. Uh, so that it won't get absorbed by your intestines, get into your liver and wreak havoc. But sometimes it's a little misdirected. Sometimes you vomit uh, when you shouldn't. Sometimes you vomit in response to food that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, sometimes there are medical conditions that make you feel nauseated all the time, and and it is a source of great suffering for, for many people. So Hopefully you're seeing a doctor about that because there are treatments. Yeah, so let's go through uh, the many different causes of vomiting and how, how you can tell which one you're, you're likely to have and when, when you need to get medical attention. Yeah. So so let's start with uh, one good cause of vomiting, pregnancy. Hopefully it's a good cause. That's such a man thing to say, oh, it's a good cause. I'm having a kid while your <laughs> poor significant other's vomiting. Okay. Let me rephrase. It's not a good cause of vomiting, but it is something that is not necessarily a sign of disease. How's that? That's true. But would you consider pregnancy a disease? <laughs> no. So pregnancy leads to vomiting, which if taken to its extreme, actually can be a major problem, but it's actually a natural reflex. Just that same instinct to get rid of things that seem like they might be dangerous to you is amplified a hundredfold during pregnancy because 
the fetus is much more sensitive to toxins and poisons than the adult body. And yeah. it's, it's evolution's way of trying to protect the fetus from anything that it deems remotely suspect. Unfortunately, uh, evolution hasn't really caught up with the times. And so lots of really yummy foods become horrifically off-putting during yeah. pregnancy. But you know, there's things pregnant women can do, right? They could just have sort of smaller meals and ginger. Does that work? And Yeah, ginger. Uh, ginger is recommended uh, because it's pretty harmless and often helps. Uh, I think vitamin B6 is actually yeah, yeah. still recommended. Pyridoxine. But again, speak to your gynecologist obstetrician about whether you should take vitamin B6. And by the way, I also mentioned this to say, if you're a woman of childbearing age and all of a sudden you feel really nauseated, uh, consider taking a pregnancy test because you'd be surprised how often that's the answer. And I doubt half of them are going to say, oh, it's a good thing I'm vomiting to go back to your initial comment. <laughs> well, if they've been trying to become pregnant, they might be happy to learn that they are, but obviously it's not always welcome news. And, uh, you know, it's funny. When uh, Leah was pregnant, uh, in our first pregnancy, she was pregnant with twins. And so the vomiting was pretty intense. And I remember walking around New York City, and she would be completely fine. And then all of a sudden, she'd say, excuse me for a second, and puke between parked cars. Oh, poor thing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And you know, people would be walking by and think that you know, it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, why is this lady puking between cars? Um, Thankfully, she started showing pretty early on, so it wasn't difficult for most people to figure out what was going on. And, and thankfully, she found a good solution to her vomiting, so it didn't keep happening. Actually, for her, treating her reflux helped a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's another problem with pregnancy. But you know, again, with pregnant pregnancy-induced vomiting, it should, should go away by 20 weeks or so, right? Yeah, it's more of a first trimester thing, which just lines up with the whole evolutionary thing because later in pregnancy, the fetus is not quite as susceptible to to toxins you might eat. Okay, so that's that's one cause of, of vomiting. Another super common cause, but probably by far the most common cause other than pregnancy is just gastroenteritis, which just means mild upset of the stomach and intestines. Mm -hmm. This is that feeling when you're maybe you have diarrhea too, and your stomach is kind of aching and you're puking. It's hard to know exactly what the inciting issue is people love to sort of play detective and try to figure out was it you know grandma's casserole or the tuna sandwich that i uh, forgot to put in the fridge at work yesterday or what it might not it's a potato salad sitting out in the sun <laughs> sitting out in the the hot uh, carolina well, sun one how do you know it's not just you know rip-roaring food poisoning yeah it, it can be really hard to tell right i mean there's uh, viral infections uh, that can cause a gastroenteritis. There's ingested toxins, aka food poisoning, that can cause gastroenteritis. Sometimes it's not always clear exactly what happened. Um, I guess a good clue is that uh, if multiple people in the family have symptoms at the same time, and someone who didn't eat a meal with them doesn't, then it's more likely food toxin. But you know, those viruses can get passed around pretty quickly too. So so again, what can you do? Well, first of all, uh, you could always try something like Pepto-Bismol, which might actually calm your stomach. Uh, the most important thing is to make sure that you don't, you know, that you stay hydrated, that you don't get very dehydrated. So you could actually have sports drinks like Gatorade, uh, Pedialyte, you know, if anyone with kids, they have Pedialyte, you can actually just drink it yourself. Uh, make sure you have a lot of fluid so you don't, uh, you know, your blood pressure doesn't drop. And it's important to highlight here, as Gatorade ads frequently do, that just drinking straight water is not the best solution. No, no, no. You need electrolytes and some salt. Yeah. Otherwise, your body will not absorb it and you won't feel much better. You'll just pee a lot and you'll still feel dehydrated. 
When do you need antibiotics if you have a horrible, like you're on a, you know, a cruise or something and you need antibiotics because you have a rip-roaring uh, bacterial infection? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned cruises, you know, because those are hotbeds for viral uh, infections too. The norovirus is a classic uh, cruise distributed uh, virus, uh, but it depends, I guess if you're taking a cruise through uh, the developing world or places where the water supply isn't quite as sanitary, uh, you could also get a bacterial infection. So it just depends where you are. Yeah. Not not that I think anyone's ever going to take a cruise again after this whole COVID insanity. No, but the truth is, if you have uh, horrible diarrhea, you're vomiting and it's lasting more than a day, then you might need to see your doctor or go to an urgent care center to get evaluated to see if you need antibiotics. Yeah. And, and even if you're just super dehydrated and you can't keep anything down, like if if you can't keep Pedialyte down and you're getting really tired and lightheaded, then you might not need antibiotics, but you probably need IV fluids. And so that's another reason to, to head to the ER. Yep, 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 yep. How about uh, your bong, your bong smokers? My bong, the bong smokers. <laughs> um, you sound like somebody who's uh, seen a bong before, Mark, in real no, life. No, actually, I've never even smoked marijuana. Am I a goody two-shoes or what? <laughs> so you bring up bongs. So a, a less much less common cause of nausea and vomiting, but something that, that's definitely real is uh, among people who smoke a lot of pot. So if, if you smoke pot on a daily basis, uh, you may get uh, nausea associated with that. It, it's, it really requires a commitment to smoking a lot of marijuana. And one of the sort of weird, curious things about this is that uh, for some reason, when you're in a hot shower or a hot bath, you feel better. I don't know. It seems like if I were vomiting, getting into a bath would be like the last place on earth that I'd want to go. So <laughs> but it might be the treatment. Sitting in the body of water that uh, is about to contain my vomit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you smoke a lot of pot and you feel better in the shower, then unfortunately the only solution is to stop smoking pot for a few days. And if you feel better, you've got your answer. So uh, we're going to talk uh, after our break about the thing everybody really worries about, right? Which is... Should I just say it? Russian hacking of elections. <laughs> <laughs> Although, aren't they now saying it's Chinese hacking of the elections? Uh, but anyway, uh, appendicitis. After we get back, we're going to let you know. How, how can you tell if you're the one person vomiting that should uh, get to the ER and have your appendix ripped out? For all the other more dangerous things now that we've gone through the, uh, the less dangerous ones. So stick with us. We will be right back. Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com 
All right, welcome back. Today we are talking about puking, vomiting, that horrible experience that most of us have had. Where ho- uh, hopefully the sound of our voices doesn't make you doesn't want to puke. that. You know, where food takes a U-turn, comes back the way it came, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that sucks. So we talked about a couple less dangerous causes of vomiting uh, in the first half of the show. They could be dangerous if you get dehydrated, right? And don't. Yeah, usually less dangerous. So uh, pregnancy, viral infection, uh, which, you know, usually will cause some belly pain and diarrhea too. Uh, Symptoms shouldn't be more than mild though. Uh, And we also talked about uh, smoking too much marijuana, this cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Hyperemesis, basically emesis is the same word for vomiting. So that's that's some some usually less dangerous stuff. So let's talk about the more dangerous stuff. Mark, you mentioned appendicitis. Do you have your appendix still? I do. Do you have yours? You do? Yeah, I do. Never. I, I also have my tonsils. Really? Just you think never... without my appendix and tonsils, I might be at my dream weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's what's holding you back, actually. <laughs> no, Mark, I'm sorry. If you want to get to your dream dream weight, you better work on amputating one of your legs. But anyway, appendicitis usually starts with uh, you get some pain around the, your umbilical cord. Uh, you start to get around your umbilical cord. Mark. Around your umbilical cord. Oh, sorry. Can you? T- <laughs> Can uh, you- I hate. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I know this. Uh, you know, you're a guy in your 40s who hangs out with your mom all the time. You don't actually still have an umbilical they, cord. I forgot they cut that like 45 years ago. You may have an emotional umbilical cord that's still intact. But Can you tell I'm having a sugar low? I think you mean the belly button. <laughs> the belly button. So appendicitis, all of a sudden you start to have pain around your bed. Your, your belly button with nausea and vomiting, and then the pain quickly shifts to the right lower quadrant of your abdomen. Yeah, then people are like, what the hell is a right lower quadrant of an abdomen? I, okay, towards your right hip. Is that good? Right hip, perfect. Yeah, I mean, belly pain is going to be a major component of this. If you're just nauseated and sort of mild, vague belly pain, you're probably fine. But if you have severe pain, like just moving around hurts... That's pretty serious. I mean, it could be appendicitis. It could be something else, but whatever it is, it's bad and you need medical attention. Yeah. Uh, gallbladder problems could also do that. You know, yeah. severe pain, nausea. A bowel obstruction. So again, if you ever have severe abdominal pain with nausea and vomiting, just head to the ER. Yeah, that's some serious stuff. Um, okay. So uh, that's one concerning cause of nausea and vomiting. You know, another that we talked about in a separate show is migraine headaches. So super common uh, problem. Uh, if you have recurrent headaches accompanied by intense nausea and vomiting, uh, that's probably a migraine and treating the underlying headache is going to get rid of the nausea and vomiting. Of note, if you have a new headache that you've never had before, along with severe nausea and vomiting, that should get checked out. Yeah. Go to the ER with that. That could just be blood in your head or some swelling. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you're just having a migraine, but if you've never had it before and there's no pattern to compare it to, uh, no reassurance that it's going to go away. Uh, that that's got to be checked out because some some serious stuff can cause headache and uh, nausea as well, including blood in the brain um, among others. By by the way, if you're actually vomiting and you have some blood that you see on your vomit and you didn't have a beet salad or something that would actually cause it to look uh, bloody, that's also another reason to just get to the ER. I'm so glad you mentioned beet salad because I cannot tell you the number of times where I have been concerned that I have bloody stool or bloody vomit. And then I remember that I had beets the night 
before. It's the same thing when people have asparagus and they all of a sudden, like the next day, they're like, oh my God, I have a urinary tract infection. It doesn't burn, but it's the worst smelling urine. Not even the next day, like an hour later. <laughs> That's true. But definitely uh, beets can make your uh, your stool red. It can make any vomiting red. But but if you are vomiting and you notice blood, it just get to the ER. It could be you've had blood sitting in your stomach that's now irritated it and it's uh, being chucked out. But the problem is why do you have blood in your stomach in the first place? Yeah. One thing I should mention here, we had we had recommended Pepto-Bismol earlier and it's true. It can help you with vomiting. That will also turn your, your poop black. Yeah. So yeah, if your stool is black, but that doesn't happen one hour. That's the next day usually. Yeah, but I mean, people people with the Google might think that they have blood in their stool because uh, it's black. But if you took a lot of Pepto Bismol, that that could also be the answer. Yeah, uh, for people with diabetes, also there's a specific uh, thing you have to worry about if you start vomiting. The problem is the people who it's their first time they're diagnosed with diabetes, but there is something called diabetic ketoacidosis, where your whole acid level in your body is sort of shifted. I thought ketosis was a good thing, Mark. Isn't that what all the diets no. are advocating now? Yeah. Isn't, isn't ketosis actually the path to your weight loss success and <laughs> finally getting under 100 pounds? No, I can't believe it got so much. Uh, I mean, look, yes, you could lose weight, but it could be very dangerous for a lot of people, this ketotic diet. And if you have diabetes, ketosis is actually a medical emergency. It's not not a cool fad or a weight loss plan. It's It's a medical emergency and it makes you nauseated. It basically means you have no insulin in your body. That's that's not good. You need insulin to live. Yeah. So again, that will be another talk, but neither of us really recommend this ketotic diet. Um, okay. So we've covered some more concerning signs uh, that can be associated with nausea. Uh, if you have severe belly pain, that's a big problem. Uh, if you notice any blood in your stool, that's a big problem or blood in your vomit, excuse me, that's a big problem. Uh, if you are uh, diabetic uh, and you feel really nauseated and your blood sugar is super high, uh, that's a big problem. A couple other things that can happen too. We, we had mentioned uh, in another show, vertigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like the sensation, like you said, that you're on a roller coaster, that the world is spinning. The worst. The worst. And, and I, I had it months ago. Nausea is a major component of that. Why did you have vertigo? It was a near thing probably, but the same thing. It was like, it usually goes away like after like three or four hours. Mine just lasted like eight hours to the point that anytime I moved my head to the left, I started vomiting. It was the worst. Moving your head to the right was okay? No, actually that was bad too, come to think of it. But I want to vomit even just thinking about it. But it was like at the point that like I was just vomiting and I just couldn't even get up to clean it, you know? Yeah. Luckily, I haven't invited anyone to my apartment in years. That sounds really nice. Yeah, good thing you don't have much of a social life. Yeah. So so those are the things to think about with vomiting. We talked a little bit about solutions. Maybe we can just go into those more generally now. So, so Pepto-Bismol can be helpful if you have gastroenteritis. Um, there's other things out there that, of course, you need a prescription for, but maybe you've heard about Zofran mm-hmm. uh, is a common medicine used, really developed for chemotherapy-associated nausea. Uh, but people use it, it for it all. It does work. Things. It's actually one of the best things for people who actually have horrible nausea and vomiting. And and um, sort of less popular these days, things like Reglan, uh, which can have some side effects that, that people watch out for, use a little less often now. Uh, and then treating the underlying problem. Uh, if it's vertigo, uh, treating that. If it's migraines, treating that. If it's because you smoke pot every day, five times a day, it's treating that. Um and, uh, you know, if, if you really can't get any relief, if your primary care doctor can't figure out what's going on with you and uh, you've tried everything, then you might need a uh, gastroenterology evaluation. You might need an endoscopy. 
yeah. uh, looking at how uh, your your esophagus and your stomach appear, whether there's something blocking the path of food, whether there's evidence of a disease there. Yeah. Um, you know, another another reason for uh, nausea and vomiting is a medication you might be taking. So people are on pain medications. Uh, you know, they broke a, a bone or something or they have back spasm. So a lot of these pain medications can cause nausea and vomiting also, as well as several antibiotics. Yeah. So make sure as you, as you go through it with your doctor, you th- think about anything that you've started recently, mm-hmm. anything that seems to be correlated with the vomiting. And uh, like I said, if all else fails, uh, you might need a more invasive evaluation. But Bottom line, you got to treat that because it's just one of the worst feelings ever, and no one should have to live with that. So, horrendous. You know, actually, not that I have, God, people must think I'm so sick. I had vertigo four months ago, but a year ago, I had the worst food poisoning all night. And the next day, I actually called the restaurant. It's like one of the top restaurants in New York. And I just said, listen, uh, I just want you to know has anyone else gotten a doctor? And I actually know I had food poisoning. Has anybody else complained about it? And they actually, uh, they they want to look through everything we ate, and it was one of these sushi places. So they actually said we had so many different things on our menu, they couldn't figure out what it was. But anyway, like a week later, they sent me like a gift card for like a hundred bucks to the restaurant to come back. And I'm like thinking, is that like the funniest thing? Here you are, like vomiting all night. It's come back. And I was like. I don't even want to give this to like the person I hate the most. It's actually a perfect frenemy gift, right? <laughs> Although I'm now thinking about what I gave you for your last birthday, Regan. Who would go to back to a restaurant that you had like the worst night of your life? It's the perfect frenemy gift because they'll think that it's so nice and so generous. And then when they wake up in the middle of the night, vomiting their brains out, they'll be like, damn it, Mark, you got me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, please uh, feel free to email us at amidying.com if you have any questions or check out our book, Am I Dying? Uh, We have more information about nausea and vomiting and thanks for joining us today. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Karen Lee is our production manager. Darren Tun is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com.